Welcome to the Boxing Life Podcast with me, Tony Jeffries. Alongside us, I've got Glenn, Mr. Six Figure Holmes. Glenn, what's popping, brother? How's it going? We're here on Santa Monica Bluffs yet again with the palm trees and the sunset on a Monday night. I yeah. just came from the gym, actually, just done about an hour, hit the heavy bag a little bit, so I'm feeling good. How well, are you? Outside on the bluffs, like he said, so this podcast might get a little bit noisy. There's dogs barking and, and stuff, but the sound quality should be good. Uh, and on this podcast, we break down the Floyd Mayweather, Conor McGregor fight, the huge fight that's just happened over the weekend. We give us give you our expert opinions on the fight. We talk about the build-up, uh, the emotions that's involved, the marketing, the actual fight, the round-by-round. Round, uh, How spot on my blog was and my prediction. Glenn's great prediction. <laughs> Then we talk about what's next for Mayweather, what's next for McGregor. I talk about my experience when I met Mayweather and he fobbed us off and why I really wanted McGregor to win that fight rather than Mayweather. Even though you won money off the result. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'm not daft. I still better on, I still better on Mayweather. I never, yeah, I never really spoke about that, but I, I, I won a few grand on the fight as well. Uh, and yeah, now we, like you said, we talk about what's next. Where's Mayweather going to go? What's he going to do? What's McGregor going to do? Uh, so, yeah, this is the Boxing Life podcast. Uh, please, if you have not already, leave us a review on iTunes. Uh, we're doing a competition. You've got a 1 in 25 chance of winning a personal training session with me uh, in Boxing Burn, Santa Monica. And Glenn said he's going to pay for the flight and accommodation if you're flying from England. First class. Anywhere in the world. Yeah. He says first class, but... I think I'll be happy with premium economy. All right. Uh, so leave us a review on iTunes. Five star, of course. Honest review. Uh, if it's not five stars, don't don't leave one. And here it is, the Boxing Life podcast on Conor McGregor and Floyd Mayweather. It's over. The biggest fight in history in our lifetime. Probably we'll never see a fight of this magnitude ever again until the day we die. Yeah. It's now over. Were you let down... Surprised? What you thought? Like, what? What do you think? How would you sum up your your well, thoughts? Well, first, a lot of people believe that it's not the biggest fight of of all time of uh, of our generation. You know, people think uh, the Canelo Triple G fight's going to be a bigger a bigger fight than this. Where I really believe this was the biggest. I think in terms of the crossover, in terms of like mainstream media and just popular culture, this is the biggest fight we've seen. I think. Purely for boxing fans, Canelo Triple G is probably a bigger fight within boxing. Well, but how, this is a bigger fight overall. How do you measure the, the fight size? You measure it by the amount of views that right. I've got, and this fight's been viewed, I bet you, twice as much as the Canelo Triple G fight. So Definitely. That means it is the biggest. Yeah. Was it the best? It was very good. Uh, so it was a good fight. <laughs> it was a very a good fight. fight. So let's let's bring it back from the the start when it was announced. I remember Connor was in the box and burn gym over a year ago. Now when I tweeted about this and, and he, I was talking to him and he said, "Yeah, I'm going to try and fight Floyd Mayweather." And I was like, "Oh, nice, nice." And deep down, I was thinking, "Good luck with that, mate. Good yeah. luck with that. Yeah. You fucking smash you." And then it got announced. Well, before it got announced, they were going back and forth about. Uh, not bullshitting on social media yeah and then obviously it got announced it and it seems like it's went like boom yeah it's over one thing one thing I, I was surprised about was when he was in the Brentwood gym and he sparred 
how much he Im- has improved in such a short space of time from that spar. Right. He showed glimpses that he could box and that he had some skills. But how he looked on fight night against Mayweather, I was like, whoa, he, he, he improved a lot. And a lot of people were reading into his boxing ability but just based off that spar. Yeah. And I think he, he proved a lot of people wrong and surprised a lot of people as well by how good he was. And how, how much he, he, out, he outboxed Mayweather for three rounds. Yeah, you know? I mean... Before we get into that, I want to I want to dig deep and I want to talk right about the fight and break it all down. Yeah, yeah. But like the the build up when the build up first happened, I was really excited. I could not wait, and a lot of people said they couldn't wait for the they were a little more for, more forward to the build up than they were for the actual fight. Right. And the first time they come head to head, I mean, from then it's just been so excited all the way. I said that on a few comments on Instagram when I was responding to a few people who were slagging it off. I said, look, just enjoy the build-up. Even if the fight's shit and it's boring and it's a letdown, just enjoy the build-up as right. just something to watch on a Friday night. Watch the all-accesses and yeah. enjoy the build-up and the whole spectacle of it and just, you know, why not? You know, why, why, why be neg- negative about it? I mean, but, doesn't, doesn't matter what you do, there's always negativity. We've kind of seen that now because to me, I can't see why anyone would be negative to, towards this fight one bit. Yeah. So it was surprising. As, and then you, you see people talking shit and all that. But like, I mean, it's entertainment. At the end of the day, for a boxing fan, for a fight fan, you watch the sport because it's entertaining, right? you want to see talented fighters yeah. there we've got two we've got a talented fighter yeah. and a talented boxer yeah. boxing right so it's re- it's good for boxing if and I said this in my blog for the boxing news online if Mayweather got beat and got knocked out that's good for boxing Should I tell you why I know you disagree bo- well yeah yeah but, but uh, now boxing's got a new superstar mm-hmm. see what's just happened there Mayweather's beat beat McGregor we haven't got a new superstar yeah We've got our superstars just retired. Right. Right? So, but if he did beat him, it would have been good. Now, we are, now Mayweather has beat him. Great for boxing. Mm-hmm. Now it just shows the best of MMA can't do anything with the best of boxing. I don't, I don't think that's necessarily true, that the best of MMA can't do anything in boxing. I think it all depends on, on, on who it is. It depends on the individuals. Because yeah. I think that's you could right. get somebody like Cody Garbrandt or... Uh, maybe the, one of the Diaz brothers or someone who's got a boxing background who's a really good stand-up fighter could probably hold their own against somebody who's not quite as elite yeah. in a boxing ring. So to say that... I, I saw this posted as well on social media that someone said, this just goes to prove that someone from MMA can go into boxing and hold their own and it just shows that someone who goes into to MMA into the cage from boxing can't. I was just like, it's a lot of bullshit. It all, it all depends on who it is. Yeah, there's, what... there's no concrete... If you're in MMA, you can't hold your own in boxing. If you do boxing, you can't hold your own in the cage. It all depends on who it is and what the background is and what the skills are and the styles. And there's so much more than just being able to say, if you do this, you can you can't do this. And no, if you do yeah, this, you, you can't do right that. You're right. What you see, but, but what I'm seeing is like at the end of the day, boxing's won. People saying it's going to oh, damage yeah, boxing. Time. Boxing's yeah. won. And that was what I was so nervous about because I love boxing and I really believe it's like, uh, you know, it's, it's my my passion and I really believe in it as a sport and a skill and I think it's like the ultimate test of of uh you know your your will and your skill and everything so wh- going into this i was really nervous because i just thought what what if 
Connor does him. I'm like, I just don't want him. To, I, 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 a lot of boxing fans were saying, I really hope he knocks Mayweather out. And, he, and I was just like deep down, I was thinking, I really hope he doesn't because I just think Mayweather's ridiculously talented. And I, I, I'm a huge fan of him. And I think he's the, probably one of the best fighters of all time. And I wanted him to go and prove that. Right. And I think, I think he did, even though he wasn't at his best or he wasn't as sharp as he, he, has, he used to be. But I think he did prove that. Right. So what I've been seeing on social media, I don't know if I said it on this podcast, I know I said it when we were on the Big Brown Breakdown podcast about why I wanted Mayweather to get beat mm. was because of the way he, he acted when I met him. So I was yeah. 25 year old, fresh from the Beijing Olympics, got someone said, I was on ve- in Vegas on holiday, someone said, go to Mayweather's gym, I know him, you can go in, meet him, and I was so excited, fly me with a pound for pound king at the time. Yeah. Went in the gym and he, he came in and he walked around the gym and he shook every single person's hand in the gym and then he come up to me and he looked me up and down and he said, who the fuck's this white boy? And I was like, uh, I was like oh, my, my name's Tony, nice to meet you. And he shook me hand and he was like, oh, I, and I, someone said, oh, he's an Olympic bronze medalist from, from the Beijing Games. And he just looked and walked away. And I thought, you fucking prick. Yeah. You piece of shit. And ever since then, I want to get a beat. McGregor comes to the gym uh, when I walk in, hey, Tony, shook, shook me out, give me a hug. I seen you fight Kenny Egan in the Olympics, respect yeah. and all that. Yeah. And I was like, wow, this guy's cool. Yeah. When Connor's in the gym, he says hello to everyone, gets pictures with everyone, even the receptionists on first names with him. Right. Like, super cool, super uh, humble, even though he doesn't look like it on the big screen, but he was. Yeah. So for that reason there, that's why I wanted... I wanted the, the nicer person in right. my experience so, to win. So, so this is what I put in my blog, in my uh, thoughts leading up to the fight, was anyone that wants Mayweather to get beat is because they have something personal against him or they don't like him as a person. Yeah. That, that's what I put. And I, I don't have anything personal against him and I don't give a shit what he is as a person. I'm just purely looking at it from a, a, a boxing yeah. and fight standpoint. That's why I wanted him to win. But I can completely understand people that wanted him to get knocked out. But I, I, like, as, a, as a business guy and as a fighter, I've got nothing but respect for him. The yeah. guy's a genius. He's a massive inspiration, I think, for, for, for people who are athletes, fighters, people who want to succeed in life and get from nothing to something. He's a, he's a great example of, of, of the American dream, really, I think. Yeah. No, I, I, I kind of agree on that and don't agree. Uh, he, Morally, like, he's, he's not he's, an inspiration. He's shit, he's not a, the shit that he gets into and his taste with, like, strip clubs or what he thinks of women or any of that shit, it's like, I, I kind of just put that to one side. I'm not going to let that... I'm, yeah. You know, that's obvious, whatever you think of him as far as that stuff. Yeah, but, if you take that shit out of it, I mean, he's the best in the business. Right, I'm just looking at it at, from at, what at he business. does. Yeah. And... At the end of the day, what boxing is about, like I said, for the fans, it is about the entertainment. Yeah. For the fighter, it's about making money. Right. So that's what I mean. With this fight, it was a win-win. A win-win. Definitely. Before the fight, I was watching it on Showtime. Well, first of all, I was watching it on uh, on, on the UFC, uh, what's it called? Oh, the Fight, fight Pass. Pass. Yeah, I the, was watching the stream. Uh, yeah, nice <laughs> one, mate. I paid $100 on... For the watch on there, and I've never paid a hundred dollars for a fight in my life, so I'm watching the, the undercard. And then, so you work. had to pay for a hundred for it to, to stream it Just as well, to stream it right? So, I normally I would get a legal stream, and watch yeah, it for fucking free, but this was too big because you're wanted, cheap as fuck. I'm cheap, as fuck. <laughs> I'm a minge bag. I wanted to get in here today, so I thought, nah, big event. Then, Uf, UFC fight pass cuts out, then I missed the next fight, so I was like, shit. So, I ended up buying it on Showtime as well. 
Oh, so you pay for it twice. I'll be doing it twice. Devil me. And you're only watching it on a laptop. Watching it on a laptop Shit. in my hotel room. But the good thing about watching it on the laptop, my hotel room was quiet. Yeah. I would concentrate, concentrate on yeah. the fight. Uh, and well, I, before the fight, and I seen him in the in the dressing rooms, I got nervous as fuck. Mm. Yeah, I know you did as well. Yeah, same here. I, so I, I stayed in, I watched it in my house. I just put me, just watched it on the couch by myself. And uh, just, I didn't, I had loads of invites to go to people's houses and go out and do all this. And I didn't want to watch it around a bunch of people and yeah. listen to opinions and right. you not hear the commentary and shit like that. I just wanted to just relax and switch off and just, just you know, get zoned into it and just really enjoy it. It's way better doing that, isn't it? Yeah, miles better. I would actually rather do that than go at the fight. Definitely. Because Definitely, you can see the post-fight interviews. And yep, you get everything. No one's opinions and all that. You get everything, and and the corners in between the right. rounds and all that, and uh, yeah. But like you said, when when I saw Connor getting gloved up, like my heart rate just went through the roof. Started really getting nervous, and then when he when he got in the ring, and then Mayweather made his ring walk, I was like, heart rate was up. I was like really nervous. Like, I, just pure excitement. I it's timed class. my heart rate, and it was 110 beats per minute. Right. That's how, <laughs> and I was and I was resting. That's how nervous I was. How so sad weird. are we, though, right? <laughs> we sat, sat there was watching this fight, like testing heart rates by ourselves. <laughs> in a, in a Everyone else is just going out and getting smashed. <laughs> but but, uh, yeah, but it, it just goes to show, though, if, if you're just watching it on TV in the living room in your comfort zone and your heart rate's that and you're nervous, imagine what they're, they're going through. You know, as many times as Connor's fought in the UFC and as many times and experienced as Mayweather is, Imagine what they're feeling before that first bell. Do you know what I've just thought there? So in the Level 2 Boxing Burn Academy, I do a speech on social media and marketing, and one of the main things is you've got to get emotionally attached. If you get emotionally attached to the product, you're going to buy it all day long. Yeah. And this just proves that we were both emotionally right. attached to this fight. Totally. So, and that comes down to the marketing. Yeah. So that just shows how, how uh, powerful... Being, if you're in a and, business getting someone emotionally attached to your product and and, and like I said I keep going back to my blog because I covered a lot in that uh, if you go on glennholmes.net forward slash blog it, uh, everything that I put, thought about the fight going up to it it's all on there and I mentioned this about the marketing and the, the build up and all that and who who controls all that Floyd yeah. Mayweather he's the executive producer of all the all access right. stuff he, det- he decides what goes in and what goes out and, yeah. and how you perceive it and he's all about bigging McGregor up just as much as himself just to sell to sell the fight yeah. he's not about like make this guy look like shit just so I've got an ego he's smart he knows that the better McGregor looks leading up to the fight the more it's going to sell and he's, that's why he's made the money that he has he's a and smart businessman like you see with that's how smart he is he's that smart all he put on all access was him on roller skates riding horses yeah never seen any training <laughs> so all the money you think wow is he took his foot off the gas here he's not you, working hard you, you know what's interesting he said he didn't spar for a month before the fight to, to save his hands so he hadn't sparred for a month leading up to the fight and I think that well we'll get into the actual fight in a bit but that was just interesting to find to find that out right I, I love it when stuff like that comes out about yeah. the preparation it always comes out after I love it it was good it was good so yeah I mean and then when the fight started so in round one I was like sitting there mouth wide open thinking what the hell am I mm. seeing because my prediction was I, I put £500 which is about $750 on uh, on me, me with it and knock him out within five rounds within five yeah I believed it could have went one round yeah. I really did I thought he was going to smash him come and reach him up yeah you've been saying that to me for a couple of weeks like the more you think about it I think he's not going to last two rounds and I, I, I was like I was thinking like this, this guy 
And then for him to go in and win yeah. the first round, I yeah. was like, whoa. Yeah. Whoa. I, I expected Mayweather to come out a lot sharper and a lot more explosive than he was. I was waiting for him to be explosive and snappy, yeah. like how, how he was. But thinking back now in the build-up, he said, I'm not the same fighter I was two years ago. Yeah. He knows that that snap isn't there as much. Right. So he, he, he's, he's looking at how he, how he fought and what the game plan was. So it's, even, it's even more genius of a game plan because he knew he didn't have that explosive snap and, and footwork and speed that he used to have. And In that first round, Connor hit Mayweather with a left uppercut. He mm. slipped inside, boom. Yeah. Uh, he slipped inside of Mayweather's right hand, hit him with a left uppercut. Yeah. And I could not, I couldn't believe it. So after the first round, the put it on slow motion and I recorded it on my phone to put it on Twitter and I put it on Instagram as well and now it is Sunday night and that video now has had 300,000 views over 300,000 views so I think you were probably the first person that, to post that online right that clip that slow mo clip I must have been but everyone's liked it, engaged with it. It's got yeah. the popular page. This is another thing that I talked about in the Level 2 Academy where about the marketing. Yeah. This is it. Yeah. On there, I've posted. And I think when you click on Las Vegas Strip on Instagram right now, my video is on there. there. It uh, will be. Uh, so that's why it's at 300,000 views. That's amazing because... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> that's... Yeah. That's amazing because um, if you think about it, how many people were probably in Vegas outside the venue who couldn't get in and just wanted to see clips of the fight. They right. were probably looking at that and yeah. seeing that. And tagging each other yeah. in. So if you go on my Instagram, Tony underscore Jeffries, you'll see that clip that we're talking about and see how many views it's got by then. It's going up by the second. That's mad. What's it at now? It's on 311,000 views. 311,000 views. That's insane. 5,000 likes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so... So let's get into it then. If we go like in, uh, like get into the detail of the fight and 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 how the fight actually went. Yeah. The, so, fir- the first thing, as soon as the bell went and they they come together, actually before that, when they were when the ref was talking to him, I couldn't believe how big McGregor was. Right. I expected him to be a bit bigger than him, but I was just like, holy shit, he looked like a giant. <laughs> he looked like <laughs> a, a light heavyweight. He was like a light heavyweight against a welterweight. Right. I was like, holy shit, he's going to struggle here because that big southpaw arm just in his face like that and I think the first three four rounds he, he he was struggling to figure out how to get under it and get past it right when the referee was talking to them did you notice what the referee was doing talking, was talking forever he was talking forever <laughs> and he was talking to Connor he never once looked at yeah, Floyd yeah, and, I, yeah. and I was thinking hang on a minute this is going to be like the Ricky Atten Mayweather fight remember that where every he wouldn't let him fight inside, inside yeah. break up yeah. every single time yeah, yeah. so obviously Mayweather had words with the referee uh, about, about that shit yeah. and the crowd then, started booing did you notice that when the, when he was talking the referee just kept going on and on I'm like fucking hell get on with it and then they yeah. started booing and finally he stopped and let him get on with it so yeah, yeah then, then they started fighting and then he won the first round what mm. then he won the second round yeah I was saying to me miss, I, what, I kind of be- I'm like kind of believe what I'm seeing I right. cannot believe it then he won the third round yeah I was like, what? At, at the time, I was I was in shock, and I was like, come on, Floyd, get going, come on, come on, like, kick, get your ass in gear here, it's let's do some work. Floyd, I was like, shit. But looking back on it, I think he he, he kind of let that happen. Not not like let it happen, but his strategy was stay outside, keep the distance, let's see what his power's like, let's see what he's got, let's figure out this awkward style for two or three rounds, give away maybe two or three rounds. Nah. You and, think then, and then go to work. I'm and then go to work. Round. No, I, I'm not saying he's shite. I'm not. I'm not saying that. I think he got in there and he 
and when he was in there, he was surprised. Yeah, how I agree with he that. Was, I agree with surprise. Underestimated him when he went in. Right, I agree with surprised, and I think the range and the distance that Connor kept him at surprised him, and Connor did really well at keeping him at the end of his jab, and I think Floyd struggled at the beginning to to figure out that style and. He was kind of out of ideas the first two or three rounds, out to get close, and, and he, he couldn't find his range. Every time he stepped in, he was falling short with the right hand, and then he got caught with that uppercut. So he struggled the first two or three rounds to find the range and the distance. And then round, round four, if you notice, boom, game plan switched. He just closed the distance and just said, right, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to stand right in front of you now, yeah. and I'm going to walk you down and pressure and make you move. And then as soon as he made Connor move his feet and start circling, that's when Connor had to start doing the work then, because then he he had tired. to start moving his feet, and that tired him tired yeah. him out, and he couldn't hold that pace. But I said to Brendan Mamon he showed because that when we broke it down, no way. I said, how can Connor win win around? Connor right. cannot win around. Yeah. Now fair play to Brendan. Uh, he for, called that for, for calling. Oh, that. big he was time! Yeah. Win rounds and big all time. that. Uh, I always thought there was a chance of him picking up, a, you know, one maybe two of the early rounds just because of the unknown. And the size difference, that's and that's exactly, exactly what, happened. what happened. Yeah. See, I thought he might he might land one or two punches in the fight. Yeah. But what what really did happen is I, I believe is that Connor started with threw a few bombs in them early rounds, and he started tiring. See, he's inexperienced as a fighter. Yeah. Especially as to fight twelve rounds. See, when professional fighters turn professional, yeah. they start off with four rounds, then they yeah. move to six, then they move to eight, then they move to ten, then they mm-hmm. move to twelve. Over the space of three or four years. Big time. And there's a reason behind that, and the reason is what we've just seen there. Yeah, you don't know how to pace yourself for them. You know, you can do as much work in the gym as you as you can, but if you're not pacing yourself for uh, correctly, yeah. not knowing when to punch hard, not knowing when to breathe, not knowing when to exactly to, to, to punch fast and light. And and coming from, he's used to fighting for 25 minutes, 15 to 25 minutes, right? And and there's a lot of and as fit as and and, and strong as MMA fighters are. It's it's a completely different style of conditioning and, and energy system required than it is for 12 three-minute rounds. Yeah, but even though it is five five-minute rounds, it's five rounds. At the end of the five rounds, it's over. Yeah. Now in boxing, even though it's short rounds, at the end of five rounds, he's still got seven rounds to go. <laughs> right. Right, and he even said this in the post-fight press conference where he was like, I'd get the six, seven rounds, yeah. and I'm like, shit, I've still got five or six rounds left. Yeah, and, and I, I, that was going through my head when I was watching it. He came back to the corner, I think, round four or five, and Connor sat on his stool. Like, you could see him. He was breathing. Right. And he looked at, at Floyd, and he was just like... I think he looked at the camera and smiled. Right. You know, I'm like... And this is, this is what I talked about leading up to it. I'm like, Floyd's done 12 rounds, what, 15, 20, maybe he's 30 sweet, times... Yeah. You know, he's More, been doing yeah. this shit for years at world level. He's, his conditioning's just in him. Right. It's in his body. He doesn't have to think. He's so relaxed in there. You know, he can do this shit all night. He could probably go 24. Yeah. Well, Connor's never done that. So so he, he started he started feeling the pace. And, and the Mayweather knew, would, knew that going in. He's like, he's going to tire. He's going to fatigue. Yeah. No matter how fit and in shape he is, he can... Even he, though that after it, the fourth round, I think Mayweather won all the other... I wouldn't give McGregor another round after that. I, I think the first three. And then I... I didn't give him anything but after that. But he still done really well. And I text yeah. you after like five rounds saying, um, Mayweather looks shite because yeah. he did look he did, shit. He did look shit. McGregor was spinning him around. Getting, he, footwork uh, was amazing. Yeah, he, yeah him, he turned him so good. So good. He, he was turning him, him for fun. Him. I know. And then, um, 
put it. I mean, he was one of them daft little <laughs> rubber punches, them yeah, little yeah. slaps, which, them shots. Yeah, which yeah. was like ridiculous. Yeah. Which the, I think he was close to getting a point. Did he get to a point? No, he didn't. He but he was to, close. But then me with a turn on his back as well. Well, McGregor getting around his back. And, and that comes down to lack of experience again because every time he turned him, he didn't really know what to do. He turned him. And then he was like, oh, shit. And, he's, and Mayweather was covering up because he, he turned him good. Yeah. And then he'd be like, like this. Right. And like someone with a bit more experience, we'll turn him, smashing body shots. Yeah. You know, like keep him on. You know, you could, you could have used that a lot better. I think it's because he, was, he didn't know whether it was legal or not legal, right. which I, I was at the same time. I honestly thought, wait, is it, he's, he's behind him now. Can he, can he hit him yeah. here? That's where his, his MMA instincts came out instead of, instead of like right. boxing experience. But like not said, even, someone could even, turn him even like with that. my boxing experience, when I seen how well he turned him, yeah, and then, then you're like, shit, his back's like, If he hits him now, is it, I, didn't, I didn't know. Yeah. But obviously now after, right. you can think like, yeah, if you just smashed him in the but head, you know, it's, so, it's me with his fault. Well, if, you, if you're thinking from a boxing standpoint, if you like from that southpaw stance and you turn someone like that and they're almost like got their back to you, yeah. you just start smashing like the kid, the kidney will well, be open. Right? And the kidney like, still starts illegal. Like on the on the on the yeah, side right here. You can't. That's illegal on the back there. Yeah. But compared yeah, to yeah. doing that, I mean, yeah. You know, if you're on the blind side of the referee, yeah, yeah, boom, you can still do it and smash the elbows and the arms and the shoulders. You know, you'd get some. You just just hit anything you can. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, and, and then Floyd put his hands up and start walking them down, and and McGregor was getting tired. And then mm-hmm. I think after round seven, you could see it was like. Well, no, in fact, after round seven, I was like, fucking hell, what's going on? It's going to happen. Distance here. Yeah. I really did. Round eight came in. Yeah. Me without a great round, I think round nine. Eight, nine, and ten, he started really and finding started that right hand. Yeah. And I was like, ooh, ooh, it's just a matter of time because mm-hmm. McGregor was exhausted. Yeah. Uh, as well. And then when it came to the stoppage, I think it could have went an extra 30 seconds. Yeah, I think Regardless, it was a bit, a bit, was, a bit early. I would have liked to have seen McGregor hit the ground. That's what McGregor said after. He said, at least let me, let me go down and let me try right. and fight back. You know, he said, I was a bit tired, but I'm used to fighting tired, you know. But uh, just to rewind, when, when Mayweather changed his game plan up and started getting close to him and started walking him down with the hands up, if you notice, he, he, was, he was really static. His footwork wasn't... Mayweather. Yeah, it, yeah. He, he just literally walked him down. Right. And... I was like, wow, he's really kind of stiff-legged and straight-legged. He's not as explosive as he was. It's a really smart game plan, but it was interesting to see how, how, how he was not the same on his feet and his snap and his explosiveness wasn't quite the same as it was back even two years ago in the Berto fight. And maybe right. they said that coming in. He's like, I'm not the same fighter I was two years ago. But I believe he never trained real well for the fight either. Mayweather? Well. Yeah, I think... Uh, he didn't look very sharp. Well, he, he said after he didn't spy for a month, so I, I'm, I presume his, his uh, preparation wasn't the best. But just that, he, he walking down, and then that, that, just that lead right hand out of nowhere, because I think boom. he's just out of nowhere, isn't it? He's just there, and it's just like, boom! Fast. And then he just rolls out, and he, did, he just t- started timing that so good, and then I felt like uh, once he landed a couple of them, I think he got his confidence up. He's like, right, I can, just, I can stop him whenever I want right, now. Yeah. But I think round four or five, I was a bit panicky. I was like, shit, he's struggling here. And then I was like, come old, on, come he? on. Yeah. He did look old. But, but then I think looking back on it, I think he was in control and at ease the whole time. And his dad said to him, I think in between four or five, something like that, he went, look, whenever you want to go to work, just go to work. Right, I heard and, that. and then as soon as his dad said that, I was like, oh, he's got it, he's got it. I'm yeah. like, just trusting him, he's got it. And then he did, he, did, he had it. So summarising it up now, uh, that was a hell of a fight. This was the best fight that I've seen. Well, not, not 
his last two fights. This was better fight than it was against Pacquiao and against Berto. One hundred percent. Yeah, because fight. he 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 was forced to come forward. He had a bigger, stronger, taller guy, awkward in front of him, and his game plan forced him to come forward, which made right. made it so that he had, he's going to take a couple of punches. He's not in that shell. Yeah, relying on circling and movement and slick reflexes and counter punching he was forced to fight a different style that we haven't seen I him fight for a long time I don't think he was forced to fight that style I think I think if, he was because if you look at the first few rounds he stayed outside and tried to do his usual right, shit true, yeah. and he just got his head jabbed off right I think, I think that comes down to underestimating if, yeah like, I think he, I mean two years ago the, the way he fought then if he fought against Bert or the way he fought against McGregor he would have just outboxed him with one on points yeah you know but the way he boxed now made it more entertaining yeah uh, which we all wanted, right. which made the better fight. And, and Floyd understands that. He said, I was going to come forward. I, I said I was going to stop him in turn right. around. And, and he, he did. He did what he said he was going to do. I, and that, I love that. I really believe that was a win-win for Floyd, yep. for McGregor, yep. for the boxing fans, for everyone. Definitely. You know, with, with, with McGregor not being knocked down, that's way better for him because now we can see, look, he never put us down. Yep. I was ready. My head was right. right. So, I mean... That's why I would have liked to have seen the knockdown. Do, do, do shit. When, when he landed that right hand that knocked him back towards the ropes, and I was like, oh, he's going to go here. I think round nine, I was like, oh, he'll stop him next round. I could see Connor was, was really struggled that ninth round. And then when he, when he landed that right hand and Connor really like, like kind of stumbled back to the ropes right before he right. got stopped, it's like shades of like Ricky Hatton went after he got up after the first knockdown. Yeah, yeah. And then he landed that other shot and Hatton was stumbling back, but Hatton went down. Uh-huh. I was like, I, I could see it was like flashbacks. It was like the same kind of finish. So, but Conor managed to stay on his feet. What's next? So, maybe there's obviously 50 and all. He's done, though, I he's, think. He's done. I hope he's yeah. done. I really do. I think he knows he's done. I think that was kind of a test to see how much he had left. And yeah. you could see, like, his legs weren't... His footwork wasn't as good. He was a lot... He looked he looked old. No, what the way he's a prick, me with him. He's a, he's a what? Prick. He's a prick. You think? He's a prick. <laughs> <laughs> and all that. Like, yeah, well, that, that's just his lifestyle. I think I his, lifestyle's, like his lifestyle's pricky. But I don't like it. Like what, what McGregor said, he made some investments that I wouldn't have made. Like it's just like it. I didn't like it. It's He's just, a seedy fucker, isn't he? Just seedy. Yeah, yeah. Leaving in Vegas yeah. with all them fucking strippers. Just yeah. dirty bastard. Just yeah. getting his balls licked every night. <laughs> different shit. It's just... Uh, I mean, yeah. fucking six kids to seven different women. What's all about? Yeah, he, that that side of it, 100%. But I think... Um, Who do you like better? He, me or McGregor? McGregor? Me? Yeah. <laughs> After the way, what you've just said about him, you're gonna make me look like a knobhead now. But uh, <laughs> so you like Mayweather? I, I'd say Mayweather. Why? Yeah. I mean, just because because leading, leading, leading up to the fight at the beginning, I was like, wow, McGregor's gonna give him a real one for his money here, and just like, don't give a shit, confident as fuck. Like, I love that about him. But then when it got closer to the fight I was just like when he started saying shit like I'm going to knock him out in two rounds I'm going to make it look easy I'm the future of boxing I just thought right you're just talking shit now (laughs) I don't believe what you're saying you're just saying it right I don't actually believe what you're saying I think it's just you're just talking shit and I think Mayweather just kind of lets his his boxing do the talking a little bit more he does now but Mayweather Mayweather was a mouth he was in the beginning that's how he got to where he was right now he just lets his boxing do the talking. And the, with the way he was after the fight, saying thanks to all the fans coming out from Ireland, yeah. you know, it's been a great show yeah. and all that. And, and the, the mutual respect that, between the two of them and then everything that Mayweather said in the post-fight press conference, I'm like, he's not the, the asshole 
ego trip guy that everyone thinks he is. He is? I, I think he's got. A, I, I think he is to extend, but I don't he think. Said, Who the fuck's this white boy? When I was the only <laughs> white boy in the fucking gym. What year I was like this? A prick. This was like uh, 2010. Yeah, that's that's seven eight years ago. I think back then. He yeah. was in. He was. I think he's. I think he's a lot more mature now. Right. And I think he's he's way smarter as a as a business guy, and he's he's a, he thinks about things a lot more. And I honestly think he's. A, I think he's a little bit more humble than he used to be, even though he's, he's yeah, achieved think, even I more. I think he is. I think he is. Uh, the guy's class. I, I just think he's. The, the guy's a genius on all levels. You know, he's, he's unbelievable. It's he's been he's been really good for boxing, really editing. He invented twenty four seven. You know what I mean? The on 20, HBO. HBO 24-7 right. that went to All Access when he went to Showtime. Yeah. He invented that. He, he gave everyone in the sport a different look into the lives of boxing, right. which is only good for boxing. One interesting thing in the post-fight press conference, he got asked, who, who's going to be the next superstar of boxing and, and when, who do you think it might be and how's it going to happen and all this? And he said, well, we're at Mayweather Promotions. We're always looking for the next superstar and all that. And everyone was talking about that Javonta Davis and yeah. stuff. But from what I've heard from couple of sources they're not big on that Javonta Davis they're like almost pushing for him to lose because of him not making weight and yeah. and him not listening to Mayweather in training camps and all this kind of stuff but what Mayweather said was he said what the fighters of today don't understand is that knocking people out and being an amazing in the ring isn't enough he said yeah. and, I, and the guys that I'm working with I'm trying to teach them you need to be amazing outside of the ring you need to be you need to work on your personality you need to work on your marketing you need to have something to offer that no other fighter can have you need to be able to talk you need to have the whole persona that goes with your fighting ability and and that he said is what a lot of fighters are missing and this is what I think there's a big problem with well not a problem but what's lacking from the Canelo Triple G fight is a pure fighters fight it's a right. boxers fight yeah. you look at them two outside the ring they're boring. boring they both can't really speak English very well. They've not got like, and I'm not saying that go and talk shit for the sake of it, but it's just that whole personality side of it that's yeah. lacking from it. For, Definitely, you know, and that's what I and that's what Mayweather was saying in the post-fight press conference. That's what you need before about the emotional getting emotionally involved. Exactly, yeah. Even if it's emotionally, you hear them. Mm-hmm. You know, you're lo- you've, you've got to think of something like now. Right. Yeah, Canelo Triple G going to be a great fight. I'm excited for. It. I'm, well, I'm looking forward. But I'm not emotionally like I, like whoever wins. I don't give a shit. You yeah, know? yeah. Because I don't think anything good. I think anything bad of either of them. Yeah, they're just the both like amazing fighters, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like you said, that that's that's the problem with most fighters. But it, yeah, I think you, with that, you've either got it or you haven't got it. Right. You know? It's something that you can't really train, like Badu Jack. Yeah. Great, great fighter. So boring. Boring as fuck. Boring. Like how can po- oh man, his post fight press conference, I was like, do you really expect anyone to give a shit about you? <laughs> like, come on. Yeah. And uh, I was watching Carl Froch talk about Andre Ward, and the guy he was talking to was saying like, come on, Andre Ward's pound for pound best. He beat, he beat, he boxed you, he boxed years off you, you know, like this. Yeah. And Froch was like, yeah, but no one wants to pay to watch him. Yeah. His style's boring. Right. He wins fights. Do you know why he wins fights? Because he's got a boring style, defense first. Yeah. He might he might be talented, but no one wants to pay to watch him. And he and, and he said, and then you know he went on about oh eighty thousand came and watched me at Wembley and all that. <laughs> yeah. But it, it's it's true. It's because he's got a personality and he and he can sell fights. Andre Ward, as good as he is, and I I love Andre Ward. I love that he's like a humble kind of quiet guy. I like that style too. But that ain't gonna sell you you know millions well, you of pay per views. 
the top superstar fighters that really stand out in history. You've got the like, especially Britain. You've got uh, Prince Nazim Muhammad, uh, Roy Jones Jr. Chris Eubank Chris Eubank the Eubank and Nigel Bendes you know in yeah. the 90s fighting each other yeah um, unbelievable Mike, Mike Tyson outside yeah. the ring he, if you look like at Bruno and Tyson Lennox Lewis and Tyson and I don't think Lennox Lewis was that big no, of a well, personality he fought Tyson yeah but if you look at watch Tyson's interviews they're the best the funniest interviews yeah. you've ever seen yeah. compared to someone like Vladimir Klitschko uh, who, who done I mean he wasn't champion then when as soon as Tyson was like 21 he was champion but like he'd done great things in boxing yeah boring outside boring. the ring yeah then you've got Tyson Fury who's a standout who's a, a household name around the around the world yeah you know boring and now we've got Anthony, did you say Tyson Fury's boring no uh, no sorry <laughs> not boring and then we've got Anthony Joshua yeah who is a I would say he's a little bit boring but he's it's just gonna be skier, but he's sexy as well. Sexy, he's, he's Instagram. He's a good-looking lad. He's shredded. He's shredded. You know, he's, the, the thing of his him, he's marketable. Yeah, it's not that he talks shit and that he's a loud mouth and he's full of personality and all this because he's pretty quiet, isn't he? He's like he's he's quietly right. spoken. He doesn't really talk shit about other fighters. Yeah, but he he sells because he, he looks good, you know, and that that's that's half of it as well. He, he looks good and he and he's great on social media, mm-hmm. which is huge these days. I mean. Fighters, all fighters should be on social media, fucking doing whatever they want. Yeah. Like we had Shane Mosley Jr. Uh, used to work in Box and Burn. Sugar Shane Mosley's son, he, he's just uh, stopped because he's got a fight camp and he's going to come back. But he was saying to me, oh, I can't get a fight, I can't get a fight. I went, mate, go on uh, Twitter right now, tweet someone like Anthony Joshua, uh, sorry, not Anthony Joshua, like Anthony Fowler, yeah. who's an Olympian from England, who's got a big name, and tweet the. Uh, the Eddie Earn as well. Yeah. He keeps saying, "I want to fight him. Come on, I'll fight him. Yeah. Come on, fight." And then you get fights. Put yourself out no, there. I'm not doing that. I'm not yeah. doing that. Well, guess what, mate? You're not going to get a fight. Yeah. You know, you can be quiet, and but you, you you need to put yourself out there. They almost think like, "Oh, I'll rely on my talent." Right. Like someone will find me. Talent you know, it isn't enough. It's exactly right. Talent <laughs> isn't enough. It ain't enough. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that it's simple now with with the social media. Now I was lucky enough there. I, I come back from the Olympics. I didn't really have to do that and, and call people out. Uh, I was getting fights. I was getting paid really good. I was all I was on TV all the time. But if I wasn't and I had to do that, maybe that's something I would have to do. Well, you you were fortunate in that you had a really good following from your hometown, so right. you could sell tickets and you're marketable and you had that good fan base behind you. And you know, like and Hatton as well with Manchester, it's like you get you get the whole town behind you, and then yeah. you know you respond to them and you're in touch with them and you're personable. You're not above like the people who are following you. You yeah. know, you're like in touch with them yeah, a lot. He, the, your fan base is just going to keep growing. Talking about inspirations, Hatton was my inspiration when I was professional. Mm. Uh, I was actually on Hatton Mayweather's undercard in England. So they had the undercard in Sunderland. Uh, we went from Sky Sports and I went to Vegas, Hatton Mayweather. Do you know oh, what I really? Mean? So I didn't know that Danny Williams was on there fighting Jimmy Moore right and I was on there and I was so they had a fight card in England on the yeah. on the card for Mayweather Hatton right right. I, didn't, I never knew that just like the will of for uh, the McGregor I'm sure there was a fight card on Sky Sports before right. that and it goes from there straight to that one right so I was on that card I mean yeah Hatton was a, a big inspiration you know I, I met him a few times actually I texted him I was texting him the other day because uh I was trying to get him on Brendan's podcast mm. before the, before oh, the, for the when McGregor Brendan fight. was in Manchester. I said I'd speak to Ricky and right. try and get him to do a session with you or whatever, uh, and never come off. 
But uh, yeah, massive inspiration to me. Like you see, he was he was one with the fans. Yeah, yeah. With the fans. Exactly. Yeah. And it was uh, so good. Uh, so. So I've got just just to rewind back to the Mayweather McGregor thing and what's next. Do you think? Do you see Conor McGregor having another? boxing match or not you think he goes straight straight back to UFC do you know what with Conor now I don't know what he want, what he'll do Conor can do anything he wants he seems to love fighting yeah uh, and he, he's going to make a ton of money he's only 29 he you know when I'd say he got another 10 years left of fighting when he trained in Boxing Burn he posted a video of him uh, hitting that ball that bike oh, the, ma- the uppercut bike sound. yeah uh, he, uh, he posted a video of him that the gym, the phone in the gym never stopped. People saying, "Where can I get that bag from? Where really? can I get that bag from?" And all you've got to do is Google it. So imagine how many of them punch bags got sold. Yeah, the Lonsdale uh, ones. It wasn't anything special. Yeah, you can get them anywhere you want. But that's and that made us think like, "Wow, he can sell anything. Yeah, yeah, absolutely anything he wants. He can do anything he wants in life now." So, do you think he'll box again? I think he right. might like if the money's there. Like I think the only one fight that I would want to see him is with Paulie Malignaggi. Malignaggi yeah. There's no one else who I want. To, like I don't want to see him fight someone like Adrian Broner or, or no. Nah. Like who else can he the, fight? The, the only fight that makes sense is the Malignaggi fight. Yeah, I'd, I'd I'd love to see that fight. I think it'd be great. I think uh, if that happens to what I think the same thing's going to happen. The exact same thing with what happened with Floyd. What you think Malignaggi will stop him? I think it definitely could happen. Yeah. Really? Yeah. I think was Malinaji had uh, like three knockouts in about fifty. That's, that's true, but I think, <laughs> but I think it comes down to the condition in the game. Yeah, yeah, just and, tire him. And, and one it. thing about Malinaji, he's so smart. Yeah, so intelligent. He's already sold the fight. Yeah, it's sold. You know, know. the fight is Mal- sold. It's it's there if they want it. Malinaji you know? wants wants that fight uh, as well. Well, this has been good. Uh, and good then, oh, before we wrap up, what's next for Mayweather? You think he's definitely done now? Mayweather's just going to buy loads of strip clubs, shag loads of fucking women with big fat asses, <laughs> yeah. and just be a dirt bag for yeah. the rest and of his life. And polished cars and flying and, jets. And, and try and... Try and uh, he said he wants to be a trainer. He said he's going to yeah. get his being a I, trainer. I would hate to have Mayweather as a trainer. I really? would hate it. It's all about him. Remember when that Davis went and fought Liam Welch in, yeah. in, in England? Yeah. It was all about Mayweather. Mayweather's just talking about himself. So yeah. I, I wouldn't want a trainer who's going to take the line right from me right. So I'm doing the work. If he goes to a boxing tournament, like Shane Mosley was saying, every time his dad was in his corner, yeah. he'd go to a fight and everyone was, can I get a picture, Shane? Can I get a picture? Yeah. It'd be the same. You know, he wouldn't want to train like that. I think he'd be a shit trainer. You know? <laughs> So that was it. Well, thank you for listening. If you uh, have not already, please subscribe to this podcast on iTunes, which is a weekly podcast. We upload them every Tuesday. You'll get a notification if you subscribe that we upload one. Uh, also, follow us on Instagram, at Boxing Life. Tweet us, Instagram us, keep in contact with us. We want to be in touch with everyone. I'd like to say a big thank you to uh, V... Was that I-I-I or 111? It's 8... Eight, so what's called? Yeah, it's like Roman numerals for eight. This t-shirt, if you're watching on YouTube, they give us sent us a t-shirt and a really nice hat. Uh, thanks for that. If you are a t-shirt or a hat company and you want us to wear your stuff on the Box Life podcast, by all means, send us one. Ernie, what size t-shirt are you, mate? Double XL for Ernie, the producer as well. Send the t-shirts in, send the hats in, send anything in for what you want, and we'll plug it on the podcast. Uh, also, leave us a review on iTunes. That really helps the show. And until next time, I'm Tony Jeffries. This is Glenn Holmes. We'll see you later. See you later.